We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. Sorry about that. Okay, we're gonna start it now and promise it'll be just like normal here. Okay, I got a really good guest and it's gonna be super fun for you, Gid. Gid, Thank you for choosing para información en español o prima ocho. No. To schedule a repair appointment or for questions about an existing appointment, press one. For concerns regarding your recent repair experience, press 2. Good evening, and thank you for calling. My name is Alyssa. How can I assist you? Hi, Alyssa. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing very good. I'm here. I'm trying to get a hold of somebody and talk to him about maybe wherever I could just explain to where are we going. Okay, definitely. What's going on? Right. Well, I had a good time there. I was I was having a real special day. We had um we had them take me out for my birthday. Uh, we went to Chicago Flats for an hour and a half. Really, it was real fun. And uh, my friend Janina, oh, starts with a G. She has a friend Trevor who works there. And Trevor is the best. He went in there and he hooked me up with all kinds of great ideas. Because I'm trying to do like a remodel in general with like my lifestyle and such. Okay. And he came in there and he's a re- he's tall. He's a tall man. He's got longer, longer-ish hair. And he is just such an idea man that I was expressly happy with to be with him. His name's Trevor Moore. Do you know him? Unfortunately, no, I don't, but he does sound like a pretty great guy. Oh, yeah. Now, where are y'all there now? Um, I'm in Texas. Oh, well, okay. That's good. I've been there before. Yeah. Oh, Abby's pretty, pretty yeah. hot here. It's very hot, very big. Did you hear about them problems they have with the pigs that are wild out there? I haven't actually. Oh, they have a, a javelina. You know about these javeliners? 
No, I don't. Javelina is like a word for a, uh, it's like a wild boar type thing. And these little guys, they're not little at all. They're so big, they will, they get, they make a lot of each other. You know what I mean? They're like rabbits. They just keep going. and they, Yeah. They made so many of themselves that they just overrun a whole bunch of areas that they're just wild boars are out there running around, taking over most of parts of Texas. Only people who can kill them are Mexicans. They have the skill. They can take these. They take these uh, long packs, long as a like a like a small bus, and they will they will just run them through, and they'll cook them up um, in a, in a line. Like you put tomatoes on a skewer for barbecue if you're a vegetarian coming over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take care of them. So that's what they I heard they do there in Texas. That's so good that you did that. Well, I've, I've definitely never heard of that before, but uh, you were saying mm-hmm. Trevor works at one of the Sears stores? Yeah, Trevor Moore. Is that Can you can you say his name back to me? I just want to make sure I said it correctly. Trevor Moore? Right Trevor, Trevor Moore? I'm, I'm not sure if, if that's his name or not. Like I said, I don't personally know him. He's part um, of this. I, oh, okay. You don't know him? He, he No, sir, I don't. He's like part of this thing. It's like um, a group of guys. They call themselves W. What they call them like Wikidic or WKYK. It's some kind of a group of boys or men there. Men now. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a cold a couple of days ago. They had um, <laughs> a group and they do the funniest things. He showed me on his phone there when we were shopping that how how the things that he did that were so funny. Um, with a friend named Timmy and Zach and Darren and uh, Sam. They're all together there. Okay. Did, is that name ringing a bell in your system? I I, I don't know. Do you, all, do you all do computer now or do you still do paper? Um, nope. I'm searching on the computer to see if I can find Trevor, but it's taking me just a minute trying to make sure I spell his name right. And there was uh, Cambo Frantique. Do you did you have have that there the Cambo Frantique? Um, no, not that I can see. Okay, what about I think that was the name, but Cambo Frantique, uh, Dewstar. Um, there was also uh, Glacier or something like that. Glacier, Graystar, Gant, Gantsman. I'm having a little bit of trouble finding the store. What was the zip? What zip code is the store in? Oh, I have no idea about no idea. zip code. Let me look here. Let me just ask somebody. Hold on here. One tour. Okay. I, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hello there. Oh, I'm, I'm still waiting. It's okay. Okay, I'm looking right here right now. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Okay, it looks like it's somewhere near. Well, we live in Youngstown, and it's near here. Do you have? Do, there's a product that he was trying to uh, sell on me. What I wanted to, when I wanted here to call for to now to speak with of, and that is the uh, Wicked Gazeller, something like that. That's the product I chose not to buy that day, and I'm doing a a large amount of regret here. It's called a it's a wick it's a lawn idea. It's called the Wicked Gazelle. It's like a um 
made of like ceramic, like the same thing like a piggy bank would be made out of, or like the same thing like a um, like you know, like the things you cook in that can break if you drop them, that type of thing. Ceramic, right? Is that what they call it? I believe so. Right. You, you ever cook with that? Um, sometimes I have, yeah. What's your favorite thing to cook with there? I actually really don't cook very much. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you like to go out to eat? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, normally I go out and eat Chinese food. Chinese. Are you Chinese? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so it's fun then. Yeah. If you were Chinese, then maybe you would call it just eating food. This is very true. I would just be going out to eat food. Maybe. Are you a Japanese type? I can't say I've ever eaten Japanese food, no. Oh, but you you are not Japanese, though, no? No. Oh, you're just like a good old American there? Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything, right? <laughs> Pretty much. We're all mixed up down here. That's how we say it. When I was growing up, we'd say, he's all mixed up down here. Because that meant he had a daddy who he didn't know, but the daddy he did know was half of everything and took a quarter of nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, you got these Irish, and they're getting on with the Scottish folk, and you got them getting around there with the um, folks who come from, like, a down south area, like up through Mexico, who do... Uh, South American styles, and they are, they're trying to take over, but the, they don't want to take over. It's just they can't help it. So you mix them all up, and then you get a real good thing. Okay. How's that working there? You get that wicked gazelle located? I'm trying to find it, but I'm not seeing anything. Was that what it was called, or is that just what it looked like? Well, it looked like that. It was the shape of a gazelle, one of them African jumping deer. And it had like mm -hmm. a, um, it like its legs were, the front legs were together, back legs together, and it was in like an action jumping pose. And it was um, attached to some very heavy rope that would work like a swing, like a child swing. And, it mm -hmm. went, and he demonstrated it, Trevor Moore, this is, he dream, demonstrated it for me, how when it swings through the air, the, uh, the wicked gazelle has a mouth that is open. Mm -hmm. Air passes through it, and it makes, a, it makes a dreadful sound that is pretty and terrible at the same time. It's like a oh, sort of like a, but like a, like a two-tone, like a whistle of sorts. Okay, and, and I, so it, you said this was something that goes outside, correct? Oh, you definitely have to only have it outside. I don't know a person who alive who would have a room for it inside, and even then, it would probably break, break sort of all kinds of things, and evidently it will attract beneficial insects and kill the bad ones. Okay, mm -hmm. well, let me see. I'll look through our outdoor stuff and okay. see if I can't find something that sounds like that. Are y'all trying to stay indoors now mostly around this time of year? Oh, yeah, it's way too hot outside. How hot is it out there? Um, well, I think today it was about 98, but it gets pretty hot. 98, that's incredibly hot there. Oh, it yeah. gets much hotter. How hot does it get? Sometimes they can get they can get way up in the hundreds. Like hundred and twenty? Oh, probably not that hot, but at least hundred and ten in the sun. Oh well, that's too hot to handle. That's too hot. What's nope, the, and that's 
That's why we stay inside. You stay inside all the time? Not all the time. I go outside once the sun starts going down and it's cooling off. Okay. It gets good and cool then? It gets down to like maybe 20 or 30? Oh, no, not that cool. Probably in, in the 80s at the 80. lowest. That's still quite hot, though. Really, it is. Yeah, it just gets too hot during the day for it My to dear. cool down. So, when you only go outside at night then, like a vampire or something, huh? No, not necessarily. Okay. It's so sunny outside when I go outside, just not sun's way up in the sky making everything super hot. Yeah, some people do think that the sun is a, that the sun is a fire... Um, thing that is intelligent. Have you heard about this? Um, I know the Mayans used to think that. It's based upon that. They think that the sun is an intelligencer that is high in the sky and it will punish those who are doing things that are the way against what normally would be how you would do it the right way. Mm. Yeah. Because I have a friend, uh, Judy, and she is went to this church there that has a strange purple gate near far there, and they mm-hmm. told her this stuff, and I I don't believe it truly how she said it was, but you have to wonder because I I heard now for folks who are like you who live where you do, they have these tubes. So you don't have to ever be outside. You drag your car, park it inside of a a little, like a covered area, and then you just slip out of there, and you never have to be outside among the air that is unconditioned. Hmm, I've never heard of that, actually. I don't think I've really seen any. Oh, okay. They're probably hiding in more upper echelon areas. It's something that's like a... Thing for people who have, if you have enough money, you can afford to never touch the air that has not been filtered. I'm not finding this gazelle you're talking about. We do actually have a lot of products on our website, and I'm not able to find the one you were talking about earlier. Did, did you, what name did you search it by? I searched Wicked Gazelle, and I even tried searching just gazelle, but it's not pulling anything mm. up. Um, I'm going to do them a call probably after I figure out how, where this is. is okay. Would, would it make sense to go back down there and try to speak with him? Um, it definitely would, yeah. I mean, if he, he would probably know what it's called and everything for you. How do I know if he's working there? Um, you would probably just be able to ask anybody that's there if they know if Trevor's in today. Okay. Okay, and if he wasn't in, what would I do? I'm sorry? What would I do? Um, just ask if Trevor's there. Ask if Trevor's there? Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't have a pool, but we have a space we could put one in there. Well, you could always go to a river. Oh, a river? But what? Yeah, would... like a river or a lake. Won't you get up uh, swept away? No, not a really fast river, of course. Just, just a nice, calm one. How do you know how fast it should be for swimming? Um, well, as far as yours, I guess maybe it would be better doing a lake. A lake, Because usually, okay. unless it's really slow, it wouldn't be good to swim in. Right, but how can you tell if it's slow or not? Well, you can usually tell by how, you can usually see how fast the water's moving. Would you say, like, throw a stick in there and count how far it takes to get 100 feet? Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. That'd be a good way to judge it. Would you say if it takes 
less than two seconds for that stick to travel 100 feet? Would that be? You probably did not go swimming in that river at all. That would be that would be a little bit dangerous. Oh, okay. That seems like a reasonable speed for a river. 100 feet in two seconds? I think that might be a little bit too fast. Try to find a nice, calm one. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. They're good for you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Talk to you later there. Sick of a doll. Okay, look, I just wanted to do a little post-slash-pre-intro here to Twisting the Wind. I'm glad to have you here. Super excited about the fact that you're here with me right now. Just really getting into it, getting deep into it and enjoying yourself, which I think you are, right? You are listening to Twisting the Wind, the podcast of the name I just said. What's happening right now? All kinds of things are happening. It's really great. We're picking back up again. We've got a full-on regular program instilled in the forefront of your mind as we continue forward. But I want to say, one, thank you so much for commenting and reading on the podcast. It definitely helps things get up to speed better than any array of hamsters could possibly do. You know, if you have hamsters on wheels to power something, what you're doing is way better than that. Also, if you want to connect, it's twistingthewind at gmail.com. That's twistingthewind at gmail.com. Email me. I will respond in due course, due time. And thirdly, I will get started here, but I wanted to read something to everybody here that I find very inspiring, okay? I'm going to get into a normal state of being. I'm going to turn the music down. We're going to talk about it real quick here. Uh, so this is an interview transcription taken in 1978 uh, from a magazine called Cadence. It's a, the American Review of Jazz and Blues, Volume 4, Number 4. This is an inter- interview with Sun Ra. Some people say Sun Ray. You can say it however you want. I say Sun Ra because that's how I started saying it, and that's how I re- remember to say it. So if you don't know who Sun Ra is, he's a very influential, amazing band leader and musician who played all throughout the 50s and 60s and 70s and up until when he passed away. And his band actually still lives on in the, being conducted, being uh, led by some of his contemporaries, the Myth Science Orchestra. And I want to just read this little excerpt from here because I think Sun Ra really has it figured out as far as what to do. And I'll just read it here, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, So Cadence asks, There is a vagueness about your career before joining up with Fletcher Henderson in Chicago in the late 40s. Perhaps we could go back to some of your earliest memories? Sun Ra replies, Well, actually, the vagueness comes from the fact I've never been a part of the planet. I've been isolated from it, a child away from it, right in the midst of everything and not being a part of it. Them troubles people got, prejudices and all that, I didn't know a thing about it till I got to be about 14 years old. It was as if I was someplace else that imprinted this purity on my mind, another kind of world. That is, my music playing the kind of world I know about. It's like someone else from another planet trying to find out what to do. That's the kind of mind or spirit I have. It's not programmed from the family, from the church, from the schools, from the government. I don't have a programmed mind. I know what they're talking about, but they don't know what I'm talking about. I'm in the midst of what they're doing, but they've never been in the midst of what has been impressed upon my mind as being of a pure solar world. I started to put that into the music 
that is, what I know is going to be the future of humanity. I've always played about space. And he goes on and on in a great way, Sun Ra, talking about music and his life. But I think that right there is a great summary of how to look at the world. He was a weirdo, total space cadet, space case, admittedly so, claimed to be from outer space, claimed to be from Saturn. So what? Fucking great. Be from Saturn. Go for it. It's okay. You can still be from Saturn. You can say whatever you want. You can be whoever you are, anytime, anywhere, and you're probably not going to die. So enjoy your freedom, please, because it's all you got, I think, really, kind of, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think it probably might just be one of the few things you got, so... Seriously, do whatever the fuck you want. You can do it every want, anytime, anywhere. Nothing's weird. Do you think you're weird? Do you think you don't want to do what you want to do because it's weird? Do you think people think it's weird? Just watch like almost any animal. They're so fucking weird. Insects, super fucking weird. Watch a video on how slugs have sex, okay? And then think about that, extrapolate that into your world and realize like, oh wait, I can do whatever I want to do. Slugs are so weird. They take up all the weirdness for you. So be as weird as you want to be. Do what you want to do. Have fun. Thanks for listening. Uh, buy some shit. Send me an email. And please enjoy the rest of the podcast. I think it's a really sweet one. It's really fucking good. Sorry. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. Thanks for having me. This is what it's like to be on Twisting the Wind if you this haven't is, been on it before. It's awesome. Yeah, you haven't been on it before. Well, you kind of been on it before. I was in we a car that, when it was happening. Right, we had that travel back from uh, from Cobbs mm -hmm. over during Oscar Day, and that was pretty fun. It was a fun trip. I was telling some about that trip because I was just on tour, like real tour recently, and I've been talking about this, but it was kind of horrendously bad because of all sorts of circumstances out of our control. But um, how that trip, being in that back of that car in the middle seat for six hours was like not as bad as I thought it was, even though I was incredibly hungover because you and I stayed up till about 3 or 30 uh, drinking and arguing about Jesus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was like one of those things where I forced myself to be, uh, okay, I have to not want to kill myself. Yeah. You know what I mean, but well, that's weird. Yeah, you're, uh, you're right. Like that, because um, uh, we just got off of a 30 week tour. Yeah, this is when you say we, you I mean, mean the whitest kids. The whitest right? kids, yeah. The sketch group. And the infamous sketch group. Not a 30 week tour, a 30, 30 city 30 tour. 30 city tour. And, um, 30 week tour would be. And yeah, you you'd could. You'd be dead. You'd be dead. That's what happens. That's what happened to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and uh, Leonard Skinner. 30 week tour. I'm watching Trevor deal with some honey right now. It's yeah. kind of hard. Honey's hard to deal with. I know it's tricky. You got it. Though. You got there it. There we go. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, when you're on when you're on the road, 
because we've been doing a lot of driving mm-hmm. like you and, and you know it's pretty i think normal to like hang out and drink after a show yeah till late hours and then it's not great the next morning right but it's manageable it's not as bad as you think no but then if i'm here if i'm home mm-hmm. and i go out drinking with somebody the and hangover is terrible oh it's it's i i'm, I'm it's the day is gone it's weird how that works it's like a thing i guess maybe it's because you're out of your element I also fi- I also find now that I'm older, if I do- if I eat food in the morning, you can just put, you can put it right there or whatever. All right. If I eat food like in the morning, mm-hmm. after being hungover, it makes me feel worse than if I just don't eat anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, really? Yeah, I starve myself. It's like I just that that day that long trip from San Francisco to L.A. I just had a uh, a dirty chai with two shots of espresso. Really. That's all I had, and I like oh, it made me feel really good. My brain was awake. I kind of feel like that about eating yeah. in general. Like I don't like oh, to God. eat. I don't like to eat before a show um, because then I feel like, uh, you know, weighed down, you know, if you're doing a lot of physical stuff. Right. And then I uh, will just kind of, you know, after the show, everyone's drinking and then you don't eat because you don't want to, you're drinking. And then you wake up and you're hungover and you don't really feel hungry. So So you just don't eat. That happens on tour. Like, yeah, you eat once a day, basically. That's all you eat is once a day on tour. Like a snake. Like snake. You were just telling me about how you came back. What were you talking about? That I was like, save it for the podcast. Oh, I just. Save well, it for the podcast. We just did. Um, I just got back Monday from uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. And we were down in Dallas and uh, Houston. And um, what's the other one? Uh, Austin. Kind of scary parts of it. Houston? It's like a missile went off there. Everybody was saying Houston was terrible. Well, like, part, Houston is massive. It's like as yeah. big. One of the biggest cities in the world. But I liked, I mean, I liked the, we met really cool people down there, but, um, I didn't really get to see much of Houston. I went down a day early so that I could hang out in, uh, Dealey Plaza in Dallas, which is where they shot Kennedy. That's where Lyndon Johnson had Kennedy shot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're wearing a USS John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, battleship. Is that a battleship or destroyer? What is it? It's a battleship they named after him. It's a CV-67 class. Yeah, I bought it in Dallas. Okay. (laughs) It was down there. So that's down where you saw where they shot, had, Johnson had Kennedy shot. Yeah. And it was crazy. I'd never been there before. You said it's very obvious that it's something where... Well, it's weird because like I'd had, you know, I'd heard all of the conspiracy, you know, stuff like people saying like, and I'd heard people say like, oh, when you go down there and you look like at the shot that Oswald would have had to do, there's no way that he could have done it. It's such a tricky shot. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that at all. Like when I went there... Like I went to the museum. Right. I went and looked out the, the window that you can look out to the window right next to where Oswald took the shot, and it's a totally doable shot. But you're not you're not a casual. This isn't casual interest. You've been interested in this for a while, so it's not like something where. No, no. Like I like I, I I've been a, a fascinated with the whole yeah. Kennedy, the whole Kennedy, the whole, thing. The Camelot. whole Camelot. Um, <laughs> but dresses. Uh, those dresses. <laughs> this tea is hot as death. I know. I can't. Hot as life, maybe, yeah. I'm God, gonna give it a little more time. It's deadly hot. You know, like a lot of Chinese, the Chinese will sometimes will just drink this shit like this. Just to slam it back. They'll just, they'll just drink it. Raw like, dog, right when it's out. Shit. I think it's why sometimes you get mouth cancer. <laughs> it's from drinking super. Hot Do the Chinese milk. have a higher of uh, um, volume of mouth cancer? People who drink black tea 
very hot have a higher incidence of mouth cancer. Yeah. Really? And throat cancer. Yeah. That's I guess, interesting. I mean, just I think because the, the liquid just fries your cells repeatedly, so they start to displays, and then yeah. you get cancer. Is that, cause that, is that what cancer is? It's just any form of irritation repeatedly? I don't know. I think of some cancer. Cancer is so, so many types of cancer. Yeah. But I know that some cancer is just because you yeah, have repeated an onslaught that causes them things to mutate. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, radiation. Mm-hmm. But so back to JFK. Back to JFK. Yeah. I got blown away, according to Billy Joel. What else? Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> what, else say? what else does he have to say? <laughs> he, uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought, like, you know, I thought the, I was going to get down there and the, the, the window was going to be yeah. like around the corner, basically, and there's no way. But it's, you know, it's, a, it's not that difficult of a shot. Um, but then when you go to the point where he actually, the headshot happened, because mm-hmm. they have two X's drawn on the road, one where the throat shot happened. Jeez. And then one where the headshot happened. And when you get to the headshot uh, one, I, I guess I had never... You always hear about the grassy knoll. The headshot's the second shot. Right? The second. That's okay. the famous back and to the left. You back know, to the Back and to the left. Really? Uh, you know, you always hear about the grassy knoll, but I'd never grasped the proximity of it right. until I went down there. And then you're like, oh, it's... maybe 20 maybe 20 yards away like it's it's the uh it's where when you watch that footage of the head going back to the left it's directly to the right and in front of him it's a very like it's not from the angle of the book depository not at all eighth floor fifth floor sixth floor yeah but uh but it was cool i went down there and i met this guy who was like who was this independent tour guy oh, okay. you know Those kind guys of are the best the yeah. guys are like hey you want to know the real story i'll tell you how what's going on here okay yeah. it's only 20 bucks it's a lot cheaper than the way you would be paying otherwise and i have a new york accent because all people who talk have new york accents yeah and he was and it's awesome because he's like he's telling you the like the official story and you can tell he doesn't believe the official story uh-huh. so then i let it go it's like you know, I mean, I think that Lyndon Johnson had Kennedy killed. And he's like, now we can talk. And then he started going into all this crazy stuff. And he started talking about um, something that I'd never heard before. And I don't know if it's true, um, but this is what this guy said. He said that uh, Lyndon Johnson, you know, I mean, he, he, well, he escalated Vietnam right. pretty much within a couple of weeks after. The, hey, hey, the, LBJ, how many kids are you going to kill today? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what else do I have to say? I saw, I've got a chance to match whatever you got. <laughs> But, okay, so he did that. He escalated the Vietnam War. Well, what I didn't realize is that he made sure, and I don't know if this is true. This is just what my my uh, independent uh, yeah, uh, guide. tour guide told me. He, he shall not be named. Because I don't, I don't know. I don't okay. think he I don't think he had a name no, to protect his. use his name, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I just was, got a telegram. Um, he said that Lyndon Johnson actually had, uh, he made sure that Bell Helicopter a right. Texas company right. um, got all the contracts for the helicopters for Vietnam. And those are the Hueys. Those are the Bell Hueys. It's like yeah. a quintessential Vietnam helicopter. Yeah. But his wife, Lady Bird Johnson, owned a huge amount of stock in Bell Helicopter, and he oh, and he said the Johnson family, right, by themselves, just like their immediate family, made two point one billion dollars. Oh, Jesus. In 1963, you know, money still like $2.1 billion. So who knows how much right. that would be today? Huge. Um, just huge. off of the Bell helicopter Vietnam contract. So they own like a controlling share. I don't know. I don't know I if that so. was. Probably, well, I guess it's. You got to have. I don't know what a controlling share means exactly. I know it means yeah. a significant amount. I don't know. Does how, it mean over 50? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know shit about that. I'm so glad I don't know. He, I, if, if a. If a 
if a crazy independent tour guide hasn't told me, I don't have the information. Right. So like, I don't know. That's interesting. There's something, this is sort of like tangential to that, but um, I just found out about this thing called the Stock Act, the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge, is what mm-hmm. it's an acronym for. And it was this act that was enacted about a year ago, big fanfare, Republicans and Democrats, cameras, special pens, Obama, children, you know, all the whole thing. And the whole thing was supposed to stop uh, insider trading. With it's supposed to stop massive conflicts of interest and people voting on bills with which they will receive money because they have they'll get dividends from a stock that is affected by the outcome of the thing that they have voted for, right? Which is like a direct conflict of interest, and it's that's like what everyone dislikes about politics. Yeah, is that it's something it's that should have is you, you're like that's a no brainer that right. should have been illegal from the beginning right which is exactly <laughs> what we're talking about with that with LBJ and that sort of thing that's the type of thing that should have been made public and now we have we have all this digital we have so many ways to access information digitally yeah so you'd think that this stuff would be able the whole point of the act was to signed in the the way a way so a citizen any person can access the information about what congressional staffers and anyone in the federal government uh, who has staffers of the uh, congressmen and, and senators, what they're voting on, and also in terms of what their investments are. Because, so you can you can personally police this type of conflict of interest if you're voting on it. That's great. And they enacted it. It was a big deal. Everyone was happy about it. But about three weeks ago, on a Friday, this the whole act got basically just i don't know what's the it got just filtered down to shit canned to get, it get, it's it didn't get totally killed but it got something called something called unanimous consent which is this thing where they bring the they bring the uh issue to vote on the floor but there's some sort of weird bullshit where they don't have to be present to vote so no one was present everyone's driving up to the hamptons or the fuck they go on the weekends to um you know screw young south american boys mm-hmm. under laser light um but these they repealed the Stock Act. They basically just took it to nothing. So now you can't access any of these records again. The only way to access any of these records is to go to the fucking basement of the Capitol in person and pay 10 cents a page for information for over, there's like, you know, 500,000 pages of information. And you have to pay 10 cents a page to print it out. It's the only way you can access it. And you can't, you can't search through volumes. You have to say, like, this is what I'm looking for specifically, and then they will bring it to you. So basically... The ability to to uh, police and check conflicts of interest in terms of congressional voting records is has been totally taken down and gone away. And I did it in a blink of an eye. Literally, less than thirty seconds was that vote on the floor. Who who spearheaded it? Who like uh, brought it up? I don't know. It's I don't not really even sure. I haven't, I haven't read that much about it. There's, that's the thing. There's there's very little media coverage on it. I heard yeah. a story, like All Things Considered, or some NPR. Uh, NPR show maybe it was maybe it was all things considered and that was it and if you look if, if you google it you'll find that story on NPR and you'll find a bunch of like you know fringe websites no one else has covered it at all yeah and it's this thing where it's so amazing to me because that is the epitome of of our government is that you know uh, Democrats hate the Republicans Republicans hate the Democrats but both of them hate they, they they'll come together in a blink of an eye to save their their backdoor fortunes which they're amassing constantly yeah. by by serving as consultants for well know, it's 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 evolved into i mean it's not a 
it's not a, it's not never was a democracy it's not a republic anymore it's more right. it's a plutocracy it's plutocracy or it, ol- oligarchy yeah it's an oligarchy as well. yeah yeah so it's and you know i feel like i feel like everyone knows i mean some people don't but i mean i feel like everybody knows it but they're just like i don't know what to do so i just don't want to like yeah it's i don't want to i mean what what was that you know really going to tell you you know, being able to access all of that information mm-hmm. is just going to confirm. You're like, well, what you knew it was going on right. anyway. Like, but yeah. you can. You're not allowed to do. There's things you could. Um, you could try to prosecute someone based upon that, or you could try to uh, bring that public and be like, hey, Senator X, yeah, your voting record is directly contrary to your investments. Mm-hmm. So clearly, you're doing this not out of the public good, but out of your personal good to make a profit. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. You're not going. You're going to get voted out. Yeah. But that's the thing is, they all do it. Everyone does it. Yep. Except for this Minnesota senator Tim Walz, who enacted the Stock Act. I feel like he's like a decent guy. He's the only decent member of Congress. I all right, we got one. We got one. We got one guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Who else is good? I don't know. I don't really know. I think maybe they're all kind of shitty. They're pre- all pretty bad. Yeah. It's getting pretty bad. I feel like the more I read about it, it just makes me more pissed and frustrated because it's like yeah. a thing where you're just like, what, yeah, what can be done? Like, why not just just join up yeah. or something? But I don't even know if you're allowed to join up. You have to like kill a baby in a full moon or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. You have to be of a certain bloodline and right. you have to, um, you know, you have to, they have to do a big, um, I think you have to be vetted. kill like... A kid they've said has been kidnapped, <laughs> yeah. but then they keep them underneath the Super Bowl, and at the halftime show, <laughs> it channels some sort of dark energy, so you have to, like... <laughs> or you have to pilot a drone. Oh, yeah, pilot that, that. a drone, and uh, you have to look into... You have to pilot a special drone that looks into someone's eyes, and it's like, okay, now push the vaporize button. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome. Hope you like dividends. <laughs> yeah, there's something... That's just one of the things. There's some other thing I read about about this woman, Mary Jo Slater, who they made the new chief of the SEC. Mm-hmm. And um, she, before the, before she became the chief, chief of the SEC, she uh, was a lawyer for about almost 20 years serving J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. So she was basically <laughs> the opposite side of the line for 20 years. And then she just hangs up and says like, no, I promise I won't do that anymore. I'll put all my investments in a blind trust while I'm SEC chief and don't worry about it. And that's it. And they, they said, okay, sure. No problem. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yep. It's like, you know, it's like hiring a crime boss to be the new chief of police. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm done with that yeah. for now. While I'm chief of police, I'm not going to deal with that. What if this is all the stuff Kim Jong-un is upset about? Really? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> and they, and, they, and yeah. they won't let us know it. That's because, probably it. Because we're in like a propaganda bubble over here. Yeah, we're in but, a super propaganda. And you don't see that in like the North Korean like uh, propaganda. He's all like, they just got the SEC chief <laughs> who just said that she's going to put in a blind trust, but we've got to help these Americans over there. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, he's, got, he's got our best interest in That would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe he does because it, would, it wouldn't make sense, you know, because he's got to like... They're not going to last much longer over there. They're kind of they're in the shit, and I don't really know though. Obviously, it's hard, no one knows. It's hard no to tell knows. what's really going on. I I watched a uh, a North Korean propaganda film that oh, had been cool. translated, mm-hmm. and it was a pretty current one. And it was um, it was fascinating. I have it. Uh, you should come over sometime. Oh, yeah. I'll watch it. it some clips. Yeah, it's it's amazing because it. Um, it 
it they kind of nail like our propaganda right um but then are completely blind to their own prop i mean the, the thing the, the the video will talk about our propaganda okay. and kind of nail us what is our and, propaganda to them well they just talk about um how are they numbing everybody down with television yeah. and um how all of the new uh, the major news organizations are run by corporations mm -hmm. so it's all just corporate filtered like right. you know uh, and then they kind of have these really good points uh, then it gets a little weird um at one point they they kind of this was i thought was funny they say that um the whole reason that the beatles happened was because it was to distract all of the young people who were you know becoming Waking you know up. politically yeah. active and like you know it was it was to distract the uh, the hippies into something that's harmless to uh, the system oh, how um, that be? which was kind of interesting yeah uh, but then so but then in that in in the same breath mm -hmm. they'll talk about how we're just you know sheep and that we're just completely you know um, unaware of right. the the propaganda that's being used on us and then it, it'll be like in our country the dear honorable leader who uh, goes this and they'll just go into their own like yeah. so it's really kind of it's funny like who's got better how's the production value though that's the big thing not very good okay. not very good see I think production value means everything mm -hmm. that's why I don't get why those hope the, the Benghazi attack and anything that's based in like a uh, some sort of a video that's anti-Muslim those all have such low production values how I can know. you possibly riot based upon Something where you can see the microphone. Or yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a fake beard. Dude, that ended up being like they didn't, no one over there even knew about that video. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like that was yeah. just what they were saying over here that oh, it was man. like because of a YouTube video. Exactly. Um, did you watch that thing? The, which the video? Yeah. Yeah, I watched some of it. It's pretty yeah. ridiculous. I want to meet those actors. I want to, oh, I think yeah. it'd be amazing to do, to, you could get one of them on your podcast. Yeah. Like, what did you think was going on during, like... I'm sure that person would be vaporized immediately. Or yeah. They've clearly been, they've probably been wiped. Be like, I, I don't, don't remember that actually at all. Yeah. I just sort of... They got men in black. I have, a, I have to, we have to work now. I got to work back to work. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, got to go. Yeah. They, none of them knew what it was, right? Because they were all, they were all overdubbed. So they didn't even know what the video they were in. Exactly. That's the key is overdubbing. Smart. Speaking of overdubbing, you have put an album out. Yeah. And it probably has some overdubs. It's it uh, called Drunk Text from Myself. Yeah. It's featuring Trevor Moore. It's just you. And friends. Your friends. It's uh it's really good. I remember I, I think I saw the the world premiere of the video, right? Oh, and which there, one? There's the, a couple. The, the Pope one. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you did. That's, That's amazing. Right. That video is great. I'll, we'll put a link up to it. Um, is it linkable? It's linkable, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. It's on the it's on YouTube. I've done. There's three videos up. Um, actually, there's. I mean, but when does this go up? When is this pod? This will probably go up in like two weeks. Oh yeah, there'll be four videos up. Or by if then. you're listening to it, it's up right now. Yeah. So there's four uh, videos. Wait. So what, uh, there's the uh, there's the country one. There's that one. Is are there any other political ones? Mm, there's no. There's one called Founding Fathers, which is about okay. how all the. Uh, old uh, the president's old you know old white men yeah they all grew drugs and ran <laughs> guns and yeah were, were gangsters they were kind of like kind of like a certain kind of redneck in a way like badass or ingenious rednecks yeah, they just didn't want to pay taxes that's what it you comes down to that, that movie cocaine cowboys no it's this documentary about miami drug runners like the people the people, there's two basically two guys mm -hmm. and they did they brought almost all the cocaine into miami when the height of when cocaine was in miami 80s and these guys are like genius because the, the whole 
It wasn't flashy. All, everything they did was very, very simple, and they did they did everything very well, and everyone was very well paid, and everyone was very happy. And there was no like there was very little violence for a long time. And one of the guys is just kind of like he's one of those like ingenious redneck sorts. This guy's from Florida. I can't remember his name. Seems like Mickey Mickey Do or something. He's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Long blonde hair. But this guy was like the brains behind the the technical aspect of the operation. And this dude is like just a motherfucker. He's just like such a smart guy, but so calm. He doesn't even use coke at all. Not mm-hmm. even not even a little bit. You can tell. He's like he's one of those guys. Like this is like the kind of person the founding fathers were. It's like they were this just bottom line ingenious, sort of uncompromising, but at the same time, also kind of devious <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a story about um someone was was I forget where I forget who's telling this but like uh George Washington was the largest landowner in the uh the colonies. Mm-hmm. Um and you know when when you grow up you always hear stories about him being a surveyor. Okay. You know, like Not much about him really. Um he uh well he, they always say his job was a surveyor but what he was doing is he was going out and just like surveying land and being like all right this is mine okay oh this God. is mine okay this is mine so he was this huge landowner and um there was some dispute over whether uh, some of the land that he was claiming was gotten legally you know or if he was just kind of being overzealous and you know just you know kind of claiming too much and um there was a, a, a some sort of trial with the crown, like back in England, and they determined that George Washington um, had overstepped his bounds, and like you know, a lot of his land, you know, wasn't his. And then the Revolutionary War happened within uh, like a month or two of that. <laughs> So it was like, yeah, like the richest guy in the colony is like, all right, everybody, we got to like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if that's true, but I I like that story. Sounds like a good piece of revisionist history. Yeah. There's so much of that stuff. That's why I was bringing up that Pope video because it was, I watched that. I was like, I didn't know half of this stuff about the Pope. Yeah. I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school. I was confirmed. It didn't went that far with it, but this, I had no, I even went to Rome. I was pretty young. But we went to the room, went to the Vatican, saw all the mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Well, I wrote but, that song at the Vatican. Oh, you did? Because I... Um, oh, that's right. I think you told me this. Because I had never... Um, I mean, I, I knew some of that stuff. Yeah. But then when I went, I went last summer to uh, the uh, the Vatican and it was amazing. Yeah, you it's, know, it's, it's incredible. It's, it is incredible. It's crazy. Um, it's weird, you know, because, yeah. you know, you're, you know, it's completely against what the teachings are supposed to be like you know it's just like opulence and like oh, you know it's, abs- it's incredible i mean the yeah. sistine chapel that's a private art gallery essentially yeah. for hundreds of years it was a private art and they've gallery. got a gift shop right outside yeah, of gift it. shop um, i bought, shop. <laughs> bought some rose scented rose yeah and uh but the weird thing was i had this we had this tour guide and we we're walking through it and she told me this thing which i had never heard in any history class never heard like hadn't ever found on the internet or anything right. but it was it was uh that the vatican was given its independence by mussolini right and mussolini is not the greatest person no but it's also and, and it was just kind of like oh my I, of course they don't talk about that that you know because the whole controversy over the vatican uh mm-hmm. keeping quiet during the Holocaust, taking so long to condemn the Holocaust, yeah. uh, it makes perfect sense because you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. And the guy who gave him this great national sovereignty tax exempt, exempt status, 
you know, is the guy who's, you know, right. one of the cronies in the, the whole Holocaust. Yeah. He's dipping in that death pot. So. That's just one of the things that, and you talk about that video. There's something else you mentioned about, about the, um, something about the, uh, about how they make their money through international oh, yeah. bonds. Well, nobody can really, they, no one really knows what they're invested in. Right, because they are immune to, you can't audit them because no. they're, they're protected, they're shielded. Yeah, and, and so it's all speculative. But they, at one point, I think in the maybe 80s or the late 70s, they uh, like revealed a little bit of their investments. It was right. mostly just government bonds, very safe, yeah. um, very safe uh, investments. Yeah, which seems fine on like a surface level. Mm -hmm. But when you think about what government bonds actually fund, it's war. Right. You know, that's bonds. when they, yeah, they, it just goes to, you know, perpetuate war. Buy now, we win, you get money later. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. That's something I learned about. I was just I was reading something about just the whole thing about income tax in the United States and how just it showed the historic levels of income tax and during wartime people who were in the upper like 1% of America were taxed sometimes as high as 70%. Hmm. Like that's ridiculous. How do they stand for that? But I guess it's it's that thing where well, I mean, sure you can not pay these taxes, but look, we you have such a controlling stake in the success of this country. We need your money to win so you can keep making money after yeah. we win. Because if you don't, you're going to fucking lose everything. Yeah. So it's like it's such an it's an all in bet, I guess, for like the for the Rockefellers and people oh, like totally. that. Oh, totally. Totally. So they, they had no problem taxing people at that high rate now. But now it's like impossible to you can't you can't levy a tax against the up one percent like that anymore. Because they are. They're the you know, they're they've gotten to the top of that. You know, it's a global market. Is it because it's, it it's a global marketplace now? Is that what it is? It's got to be what it is. That's what I feel like. Why it's something the, where, like, you can't you can't justify the government can't even if it's secretly they can't justify levying a real serious tax against uh, people who are. Well, it's just they're all so much in control now that right. like you know it's not. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's like it's like playing Monopoly. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start out. Um, playing Monopoly, the capitalism's a lot like not a lot like Monopoly, yeah. oh. where you start out playing Monopoly and it's all fun, you know, and everybody's having a good time. As long and as then, you get the peace, as long as you get that thimble. Yeah, but then as you get going, you know, and then you know, money attracts money. Right. Um, after a while, uh, a couple players have all the money, and then everybody else is really just scraping by, and like, oh God, I hope I don't hit, on, I don't land on this before I get my two hundred dollars when yeah. I pass go, and so then it stops being fun for all the players except for like two players, and then what happens is everybody just quits. Mm -hmm. You know, Monopoly very seldomly gets to the end because everybody's just like, this isn't fun anymore. You guys are going to win. You guys have all the money, and then no, no, uh, no, no seriously, uh, you keep don't, playing. Don't, don't pay that. Keep you can, playing. You can, I won't, I won't yeah. make you pay the um, utilities. <laughs> yeah, though. keep playing. It's still fun. It's still fun. It's fun for you. It's not fun for everybody else. I need you to keep playing because I need to keep yeah. playing you. Because if we're not playing this game, then I'm just yeah. you again and I'm not kind of a special guy with a lot right. of money. Yeah, I think of that stuff a lot because it's something where the whole income strata thing is so... Uh, it's so hard to even... to describe this, the, the disparity between like most people, between the middle class, or basically the non-existent middle class, but the disparity between the... A higher income earners and people and everyone else it's like it's such a big gap mm -hmm. it's like it's, it doesn't even make sense and it's only getting worse and people's the dollar is still becoming more and more it's more and more devalued so it's like the the small amount of money you do have 
buys you less. Yeah. yeah. And you think on a global scale, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the very, very, very low, uh, lowest income people here, you know, are basically Wealthy. living like yeah. Saudi princes compared to, you know, what we make the rest of the world live yeah. like so that we can leave our air conditioning on 24-7. Exactly. Well, that's the thing that like a lot of... Uh, I think I've talked to you about this guy before, but James Howard Kunstler, you know, he was on the mm-hmm. podcast actually, one of the first episodes. But he writes a lot about that, about how basically America's use of, uh, ch- America's overuse of cheap energy after World War II, because World War II basically changed our changed our role in the entire world. We became the, the numero uno player. Zerbaz was bombed to shit. Bombed to shit, and yeah. we took all the gold reserves, and we traded all the overseas bases from England, and we basically got all the spoils of war without any of the losses. Mm-hmm. So we jumped up to not just being like it used to be a sort of a medium level playing field between you know ten or ten to twelve nations. They all had some serious control. Actually, we were at the bottom of that. But then after World War II, we became number one, and the next one down was was two or three times below us as far as holdings and bases and all that stuff like that so we became this nation that could have anything we wanted and we had all this cheap energy so we just expanded like a motherfucker and then now we have what we have now which is this, these, these all this suburban blight and overextended growth that we that we can't we didn't learn how to how to do in a way that is uh sustainable because we've been, we're such a new country yeah yeah we're so new that's like everything's so I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm saying. I guess I'm just saying it's gonna still be a pretty a, good place to live. It's still a pretty good place to live. I know. <laughs> I think it is a pretty good place to live. That's a weird thing. I, I complain about America so much, but at the same time, it's like pretty. I don't know. I've definitely never said I'm moving to Canada. I yeah. haven't said that. I'd yeah. go to Belize. Belize. Why would you go to Belize? It's just nice down there. Really? Yeah. It's just nice. <laughs> like it's just it's nice. Just, yeah. What do you mean? Like it's just nice? Yeah, it's kind of like Southern California. Okay. I like, like Southern California. Southern California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. SoCal is pretty great. Yeah. SoCal, as I say, is pretty great. Southern California it's is great. Great weather. It's great weather. Mm-hmm. You can farm a lot. You can um, you can get away on a boat. You can go see. If there's mountains. Mountains. There's, there's you beach. can go skiing in the morning and you can go swimming in night. Pretty great. Yeah. I think Be- I think Southern California is pretty outstanding. I agree. Belize has snorkeling, so that's cool. Have you been to Belize? I just yeah, I uh, I went for the the Mayan 2012. Well, that's right. We talked big, about this. Yeah. Big thing. I went down to see the uh, the ruins like on December 21st, right. 2012. I didn't believe that anything was going to happen. Belize. Yeah, I didn't believe that's their. They use that slogan all the time. What they use the play on believe Belize. Oh, it's everywhere down there. Oh come on, man, believe me. Yeah, well, yeah. When you when you get off the plane, it says. There's two banners. One of them says that you could uh, basically says you should put your money down here because we have a very low uh, tax, tax rate. rate. It's like a tax haven kind of thing. And yeah. then the other banner. Yeah. The other banner is just says Belize. You won't Belize it, which is <laughs> weird so that cheesy. they put Belize before it. Just, what if it was like, don't Belize what you see. Don't yeah. Belize everything you see. <laughs> Would you invest in Belize, you think? Would you be interested in investing there? I don't know that I know how to invest. Yeah, I don't think I do either. <laughs> no, no, I was no. thinking about that. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Oh, I don't know how to I'd steal. buy land down there. I right. guess that's investing that's down investing. there. Yeah, I uh, we were walking around because everything's pretty. It's basically 50% of what everything is up here uh, price-wise. What's the government like, though? I think very corrupt. Very corrupt. Yeah, I think it's... What about crime? Uh, I think the super high murder rate. 
Really? Yeah. So it's not great, but, well, but how is that? It's pretty. Is it murder? Like who's killing who? I don't know. Okay. It's like it's pretty down there, but there's a high murder okay. chance. Yes, yeah, it's like Puerto Rico. Yeah. It's like uh, that Casey Anthony lady. She's pretty. Yeah. She's pretty. But, but she did a kill. She's she's a killer. She yeah. did a kill. Yeah. So she's party pretty, party pretty, but like it's a great kill. place to party. It's a lot like Casey Anthony. Aren't there Rastas down there? I think I someone know. told me that there's a contingent of Rastas on the coast of Belize, or maybe like what are the two countries that have the similar? There's East and there's uh, Guyana, a French Guyana. I think there's a bunch of Rastas there. Hmm. I think because that's pretty chill. Yeah, the Rasta. Yeah. You're Rastafarian, right? No. <laughs> I think there's you're vegetarian you right? have to go to meetings for that right like they have meetings you have to live in a ditch they have a church years. right you have to go to a something yeah it's a palm I'm not hut. in yeah upside down palm hut that uh, orbits a small planet outside the solar system wow. and you get zip, zipped back and forth via dreadlock well that's pretty interesting line. dreadlock zip line <laughs> now I'm back in <laughs> yeah I uh yeah no they, I don't know anything about the Rastafari religion uh, I just know a little bit I just know enough to know that I it is religion. Yeah. But a lot of it makes a lot of sense. A lot of it's very uh, nature based and very like mm-hmm. I mean, it's very similar to Judaism to some extent, except with more more hating of fags, I believe. Maybe. Oh really? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they. Well, I think different Rastas would tell you different stories, but you know, it's got. Are they they're extremists? It's like Judeo Christian in a way. Right wing. Is there a right wing extreme Rastafarians? Right wing Rastas. Hmm. There's right wing Rastas. I mean, they believe a lot of stuff. I think it depends. But it's, I think you can do it but right. Moderate Rastafarians are yeah. probably pretty chill. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. They, it's all about Ja Rastafari. Yeah. That uh, Babylon Shuffle. My Babylon but, is the wicked. Basically, America's Babylon. You're right. Yeah, because we're. We're evil. We trade money and yeah. we. But take, they're just haters. Profits. They're kind of haters. But they're, they're just haters. haters. They're right though. You know, they're from sla- <laughs> they're from slavery. <laughs> they're just haters. They're like oh, online. Rastas, they're just haters. They're like online bullies yeah. for America. The Rastas. They just hated that. They just hate that I have a Range Rover. Yeah. They just hate that it's so clean. Okay. Don't hate the player. Don't hate me. Hate the game. Hate the Gosh. game. They're like and they're like we do hate the game. That's the point. We're no, doing. you're just hating me because I went to USC and you didn't. Okay. <laughs> Don't hate me. Gosh. Just because my dad chooses to buy me a Ranger Rover doesn't mean you should hate me, Rastafari. <laughs> Why? I like Bob Marley. Why? So Look, what? Rastafarians, I'm just trying to do me. Look, I like eating meat, okay? Fuck you. I like eating meat. That's another thing is they're vegetarians. The Ital diet. They are vegetarians? Yeah, no vegetarians. I think they're even vegans. Do they eat? They don't eat eggs? I don't know. I, don't th- I think they don't eat eggs. I think it's just Ital means like fresh and from the earth. So they'll only eat vegetables and maybe like fish and stuff like that. It's nice. It's pretty good. You need to be careful. You need to make sure you get iron. Yeah. How do you get iron? Spinach. Spinach? Yeah. Well, that's that's from the earth. Yeah. I know. But it's a lot of, but sometimes, you know, my, my sister is a vegetarian for a while and she's just right. eating like cheese pizza. Oh, shit. That's not, that's not good. I've been actually experimenting with being a vegetarian for the past four days. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How's that going? It's going pretty good. I think um, I started it because my mom became a vegan about four months ago. Oh wow! And you know she's not a young lady, but she decided she wants to be a vegan because she saw that documentary Forks Over Knives, and she saw it a couple times. Mm-hmm. And so she got like really into the, the whole idea of it. Now she's reading like Michael Pollan books. You know Michael Pollan? Uh, no. He wrote that book, uh, Omnivore's Dilemma. He wrote um, he he wrote also wrote uh, Botany of Desire, which is all about 
how um, potatoes and marijuana and apples and uh, tulips are all plants that have basically changed themselves to suit humans as opposed to their, because they've proliferated, them, proliferated themselves throughout the entire world with the help of humans by appealing to them. Like, you know, weed's appealing because it gets you high. Mm-hmm. Potatoes are like a very stable source of um, c- complex carbohydrates. C- carbohydrates. <laughs> Tulips are beautiful. And apples are delicious. Everyone's just trying to impress us. Yeah, everyone's trying because we're like so we're so good at getting things everywhere. We're like the most important animals. We are. We're the all. Yeah. If you can make, we're like the king animal. If you can make mm-hmm. us happy in your plant, yeah. you're gonna have a good life. That's it's, what dogs did. Dogs were pretty exactly. smart. They figured out back when we were like hunter gatherers that we were messy. Yep. And we would leave scraps. Mm-hmm. So they were like, let's just all, let's not bite these guys. Right. Let's just uh, chill. Let's be like cute and hang out with them. Right. And then we'll eat like their leftovers. And we'll get a lot of leftovers too. And then we found out that they were warm. So, and so we, <laughs> we'd slayed huddle with them they'd, at night. They'd like curl up with a whole bunch of dogs. Yeah. And uh, it was kind simple. of a mutual win-win, yeah. beneficial. <laughs> And now, well, now we got them, and they're they're fucking great, man. They're our best friends. They're the best. They're such good friends. Are, we're like the only animals that have like an alliance like that, besides sharks and those other and fish. Well, yeah. I, actually, I believe there's multiple symbiotic relationships in nature, not just really. There's tons of them. There's uh, there's this uh, there's the clownfish and the anemone. Okay. The anemone, <laughs> the, the anemone. I don't count anemone as, as, as animals. It technically, it is an animal. It is I know. An animal kingdom. I know. I just don't count it. You don't count it. Why yeah. Not? Yeah. It's just not. I don't. I yeah, choose not to like count a glove, it. Right? I don't count. Uh, like a I don't count Neptune as a planet. Neptune. Yeah. I'm just what like about Pluto. No. I never thought Pluto was a planet. Was a planet. Yeah. What about what about horseradish? What about the way horseradish grows in boots? You know it grows this? in boots. Yeah, horseradish is notorious for growing in boots of humans uh, because if you step on horseradish, it won't die, so it grows in a boot. And that is a evolutionary thing. It was Absolutely. like I'm getting stepped on a bunch. Just I'm gonna... like the thing you said about dogs. It's fascinating. Being cuddle buddies with cavemen. Mm-hmm. Horseradish grows in the, fir- the very first boots. That's crazy. Horseradish. You know something I, I learned the other day. I had no idea before. Uh, mitochondria. All right, that's the powerhouse. The powerhouse of the cell. (laughs) That's all I remember about mitochondria. That's the most important thing about it. Mitochondria. The powerhouse of the cell looks like a kind of like a brown little tube. It's like a little squiggle. Yeah. What does it do again? It's the it's the powerhouse. You know, it's uh. The power. It it basically it tells the the cell what to do. It's like all right, this is going to do this. This is going to do this. This is going to do this. Well, they used to have their. Don't have mitochondria, right? I don't know. I think they. I hope not. Oh man! I, ho- I hope that's something that only we have. Actually, I think it is something only we I have. Think it, I think it's an I think it's a mammalian. That's not mammalian. It's like a non it's an animal thing. I think we well well. I think way back way back in the day, okay. like when it was just like you know uh, like you know just single minerals single cell uh, very very basic multiple cell like you know life forms. Uh, the mitochondria had their own deal. They were, going. they were solo. They were solo. And they were Kobe. basically by themselves. They're a little little uh, mitochondria just going around. Really? And then as they evolved, they just started adding like protective things around them. Oh, it's like, shit. now I'm safe. 
um, from, you know, floating around out there. I've got this kind of shell around me. I'm not shell, but like, you know, whatever the, the cell, cell wall. Cell wall. And, uh, and I'm just going to control everything from in here. Because I was reading some article and they were talking about how they thought that that's w where human evolution is going to go to, that we will eventually become basically mm -hmm. mitochondria for um, uh, like uh a uh, robotic kind of hybrid like we'll eventually yeah. be um uh, will evolve and basically be taken up into machinery and we'll just be controlling it from inside but we're on the path of the mitochondria my god that'd no. be pretty uh you know what i say to that i like that that'd be trippy dog. that'd be awesome that'd be trippy. i wish i was born then and not now <laughs> born into born into robotic mitochondria yeah bios biodome I hate doing stuff for myself. I'd love to just be like a really? power. I'd love to be a powerhouse of a robot. I like to do pull-ups. I like to go running sometimes. So mm -hmm. I would still want to do that. It would be much more fun to uh, do running in like a giant mech, though, it than would. by yourself. But that's, you could say that. I and that's know. what the mitochondria were like. They were like, this is all chill. I'm glad that I'm alive, but I don't want to be like bouncing around out here without a cell. Yeah, you want to be like, a, you want to be the top dog, the mm -hmm. mitochondria. The powerhouse. I want even billions and billions of years in evolution later mm -hmm. i want whatever is way billions of years in the future to still have to learn about me in third grade i like that idea and then we still have to learn about the mitochondria do you think do you think that will happen billions we, of years in the future do you think we will fuse because we're on a technically we're on a well every planet's a dying planet right to some extent. Yeah, well, I mean, the stars are all going to die eventually. So our star will die. Mm -hmm. Not in our lifetime. R.I.P. Pour one out. <laughs> Pour one out for soul. The sun. La sola. Sol. Sol. Uh, our sun will not die in our lifetime, but it will eventually perish. So what do you think is the, uh, do you think is the fate of humanity in the long run? Oh, I don't know. Well, we'll have to. Well, I would think that we would become like robot things, right. or get get all, all so of we, our intelligence into fuse. some sort of machine. Right. So we kind of we yeah. be like a bio, biological silicone fusion. Because yeah. our bodies aren't really designed for space. No, they're not. They're so they're, they're, they're horrible at it. It's actually. bad. We're yeah. Shitty at space travel. So we need a whole hive sleep thing. Nah. <laughs> Whatever. Nah. 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 No. No. Sir. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not gonna work. Um, sleep. Yeah, it's like laser disc. People are like, Laserdisc, this is the future. They're like, uh-uh, oh, not going to work. It's kind of big. I'm going to wait a little bit till something else comes along. Oh, it's kind of big. Maybe you should sell it to Goodwill and make, <laughs> trick Johnny into thinking it's a record. <laughs> Top Gun out. Oh, it's a Laserdisc. <laughs> Where does the last... Oh, it's a Laserdisc. Yeah. Libraries will like them. Just mm -hmm. leave them at the library. Yeah, because they love media. Physical media. I think that'll happen, but that's the thing. Is the, the argument is when it will happen, right? When will we like, become... Yeah. Well, when's the singularity supposed to happen? I mean, 2042? Is that what they're saying? Well, thought it was going to happen like 2014 or something. Oh, really? Initially. But I think he's bumped it back. But I think even, you saw that documentary, right? About him? Mm, I don't know. It's pretty great. It's a very interesting I don't think doc. I did. Well, it's about Kurzweil, but it's about not just his ideas, but it really is about him, who, like who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. Because that's, people who, there's people who like him a lot. I, I don't really. I don't subscribe to his beliefs as much as other people, but um, even people who do are like, he's... He rode on the road, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he rode on the road. Yeah, he rode on the road. He rode uh, Dharma Bums, and he wrote this book about how to win Wheel of Fortune from home oh, doing cool. online betting in Malaysia. Oh. Yeah, that he's, was him. Sounds... 
He's Sounds, super smart. Cool. He also been at the keyboard and to loves vitamins Whoa. and doing push-ups. But he uh, he claims it's going to happen like pretty soon. But the people who like really love charisma are like, it's a couple hundred years at best. Yeah, I think. Well, they uh, was it uh, wasn't it like Time Magazine and everybody saying it was going to happen in twenty forty two. The singularity. Yes, I mean that, that's if you take into what's the model the model of uh, what's the name of it the um. The way the processors double in speed every year. Oh, is that uh, is time it, waves zero? No, that's uh, there's, McKenna, there's, Tenor McKenna. There's a name of a, there's a name Terrence of a uh, scientist who, it's called the something principle, but it's basically uh, I think. Is it the Einstein principle? No, it's some. I don't know any other scientists. Guy, but you know what I mean. It's the thing where <laughs> Hawking's the Hawking's principle. The Hawking's principle. It's the, the, the whole two thing where um, chip size shrinks in half every year, mm-hmm. so it's like a thing where things get smaller, smaller, smaller. Doubling. But you know, they get half the size, or they get twice this. It's like a reverse exponent growth. Well, they get faster, <laughs> but smaller. So I'm choking on tea leaves. So there's this that. tea's really good. That's good. This is some uh, good Chinese tea. I can't think of what this is. This might be like the Zhong Yi or something like that. But that guy, someone says that that's not correct because it's like we're already so it already things are already so small and so fast that. That the a silicon, like a, an electron, can't exist on a silicon on a on a single molecule of silicon. Like we, we can't make silicon small enough, so it has to evolve into a different mode of. Hmm. Tra- uh, ch- chips or circuits have to be different than they are now. So it's not like it's not going to go. It, we can't make it keep going. On the, we can't use smaller. Infinitely, like it's going to hit right. like a a, a, a bottom. It'll floor. hit a bottom with the medium that we use that stuff is right now. Yeah. But that's the idea of making. That's the whole thing behind like electron computing. Mm-hmm. Is you're you're not computing with physical things. You're computing. And there's quantum computing. That's basically what what it goes to. It's quantum computing yeah. where you're like you're dealing with things on a on a um, atomic level. Yeah. Very small. Crazy. I don't know, man. But you think you believe in free energy, though, don't you? you I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of free energy. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've read um, all the different places that claim to have made, like you know, a free energy machine, and right. That's uh, like. Um, I think it would be fun to like to do one of those things with the. There's some of those places where they're like, oh, you can download these. You know, energy kit yeah and, and make it right and you just have to find all the parts and it probably cost like five thousand dollars worth of parts or something like that what but is it? i don't know i, I oh. just i've just seen these things and it's like well that'd be a fun hobby to try to yeah. do um and just determine for yourself whether or not you believe in free energy or not like i mean I, it, it's a cool concept that's what tesla was trying to do right and then uh edison freaked out and edison's a whole, dick. whole bunch of yeah edison's a dick yo i just watched that um the six inch alien the prestige okay have you seen that movie? Oh, the Prestige. I thought you were about to say the uh, the documentary that one about the sixties. No, no, I haven't seen that. Prestige is that's with uh, um, what's Dave, his name? David Bowie plays Tesla. Is this a newer movie? No, it's an old one. Oh, it's okay. um because there's there's a newer movie called Prestige, but it's got like huge Jackman. Oh yeah, it's that one. Oh yeah, so I mean it's, it's like four one. years old, five okay. years old. Yeah, huge Jackman. Uh, huge Jackman. David Bowes. Yeah, and. Uh, he plays Tesla and it's pretty someone was telling me like yeah you should watch that movie okay because I don't really like to watch movies and you don't like to watch movies not really really yeah uh, yeah. it's too long and like to, what's your um, what's your uh, inter- gonna so I'm gonna interrupt here yeah yeah what's your preferred media consumption preferred media consumption music books uh, internet 
internet internet and uh so, music so right-wing internet sites right-wing right-wing and le- <laughs> not not solely right-wing uh, french french internet sites <laughs> that are being tracked uh, but you have an ip blocker of course i know you do yeah 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 you you uh do what's it called browsing it's called a tour anonymous. you run a tour tour what's that oh it just blocks your ip okay yeah i don't know i don't i don't do that because i don't visit a lot of french sites well i just i uh <laughs> i got a tour thing because yes. um because there was somebody was telling me that there was all these uh pdf files where you could like download these things about how to make guns out of oh, yeah. stuff the from printers. like home depot oh home depot no yeah. like you can okay, go to home sorry. depot with ten dollars and you could like make, make a like, a, like a nail gun and stuff like that right and um you got them yeah i was like that's cool so they were like well you, but, you, but somebody was telling me like yeah but if you download this stuff you'll go on a list um and which i don't think is true yeah um and so i was like okay and they were like, you gotta get download this tour server the tour client whatever it is yeah. and so i did it and it's just complicated the internet runs too slow and then you get the pdfs and it's like oh, this is a lot of work i'm not gonna do this i don't really need a nail gun i was just interested yeah, in it just for the idea in a way. i just i do that I, i'm interested in like i downloaded that 3d printer gun okay you know so the you got it no, I mean I didn't make it. I don't have a three D printer. You got the P- you got I the bought way, the PD. Yeah, the means. You just need a three D three D printer. Yeah, because people anything that someone's like you you're not supposed it. to do, I'm like, oh, I'll get it, and I'm never gonna do it because that would just be too much work, and I don't really need. I don't need a gun. Were you into the Anarchist Cookbook when you were a kid? Oh yeah, I was all yeah, into too. it. I loved it. Did you I, ever make anything? Uh, I think I made one of those night? tennis ball bombs. Me too, with the matchstick heads. Yeah, I had a bunch of uncles, and um, like I grew up like in the South, mm-hmm. and there's just nothing but land. Where'd you grew up in the South, Virginia. Okay. And there's just nothing but land, and um, like I grew up on a farm and stuff. So really? yeah, so we would just blow shit up all the time. And I had, you know, my mom had like eight brothers and sisters and like they all had cousins so i had all these uncles that were 10 years older than me and all these cousins that were my age and like everybody was boys so it was just like wrecking shit yeah we all live within a mile of each other so we would like i had a like the cool older uncle would make napalm and then he'd go and like and he'd uh you know set it on fire in a river and you'd watch like the fire go down the stream and then um like i had like friends at school that we would just make we uh would make c4 like at the school how do you make C4? I don't know. Like it was, it was, it was one of those military explosive, right? It's like a, yeah, it's like a plastic Plastique. explosive. Yeah. It, it's, um, there's some way to make C4 or like a very close to C4 knockoff. And this one kid that I was friends with brought basically like a book bag full of it to school. And this is, um, <laughs> oh like God. now you'd be in like huge Columbine. This is pre Columbine. Okay. And so, uh, you had to need it. Like you had to keep, oh it was like God. a dough yeah. and he brought it all to school and he was like, Hey, can you guys help me need this stuff? Like, help you know, need this plastic explosive. Yeah. So we brought it out day. on the lunch tables at school and we were all just like, you know, just talking about, I, th- I, I remember we were talking about like, you know, a movie where Star Wars met Star Trek. Like the, just some dumb conversation that all kids like talked about. Like, right. wouldn't this be cool? The Death Star would go against the, you know, like the the whatever the Borg, and uh, and we're just needing these like plastic explosives. And um, I never saw him blow them up. Like he said they worked, but I don't know. He's also kind of a liar a little bit. It could have just been like cookie dough. I don't it know. Been. Either way, it's fun to think about it. Yeah, I I, I like the I like the idea that it was real plastic explosive. Real plastic. But uh, but my uncle would make a lot of the bombs and stuff. He would make like pipe bombs and make um, you know, um, we had a lunchbox that just had like a car battery, not a car battery, like one of those batteries that are like this size. Right. You know. Uh, yeah, like a little like 
12 volt. I know you're talking about the yeah. kind of, uh, Just listeners, Trevor was making a motion with his hands. It's about the size oh, yeah, right. Sorry. of a, a um, like a personal bunt cake. A, maybe. Like a mid-sized maybe, cat. Maybe like if you were to go to Starbucks and get four pieces of the coffee cake, mm-hmm. about that size, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we had a lunchbox that we had one of those batteries in, and it just basically um, he had a, two like light switches on the top of it that he had you know connected wires to. So and then he had two wires that would come out, and we could make bombs, um, and then we would you know put them like in a pile of sticks or something like that. Yeah. And uh, then you'd flick one switch, and it's then you mission box. Yeah, and you flick the other switch, and the thing would explode. And so we would just play around with. You know how we figured out how to make different looking explosions. We were like, okay, if you compact it tight, you get a louder sound. <laughs> uh, if you put like the gunpowder, black yeah. powder, because you go to like a sporting goods store, you go to a farmer's. Um, what are they called? Yeah, uh, stump blaster. Yeah, basically, and oh, um, just blasting some stumps. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, and then we uh, started putting like you know triple bagging. Um, uh, uh, like b- plastic bags, like right. giant Ziploc bags and filling them with gasoline because the gasoline would eat through the plastic. But we found if you like triple bagged it, you had like maybe 30 seconds or a minute. Oh and God. the more gasoline bags you put on top of it, the bigger the flame. That's how you got like the Hollywood movie <laughs> yeah. explosion. Yeah. So like, you know, we're just playing, you're bored. You're just yeah, playing around yeah. with the anarchist cookbook stuff and figuring out like that makes cooler explosions. I did a lot of shit. I don't know how I never got hurt. I we made potato guns and like, yeah. We make little pipe bombs out of uh, PVC pipe mm-hmm. and blow them up with like taking firecracker wicks and tying them together and using that as the wick. Like playing, I actually was one point where I, somehow my mom bought me some smokeless powder. I convinced her to buy me some smokeless powder from a sporting goods store, the kind you use in like a, a muzzle loader. Uh-huh. It had a decade quart of this stuff. I was making little like pipe bombs. Not it was weren't for destructive purposes, just to like blow up and be like oh my god that was fucking loud you know yeah same as what you're doing and i was working with it and uh that stuff has nitroglycerin in it oh which is mm-hmm. a chief component of like dynamite yeah explosive nitroglycerin also is kind of can be hazardous to your like um it can it's it's used in heart medication for some reason hmm. and i remember i guess i inhaled a bunch of that nitroglycerin when i was making this thing and I was at my band practice later, and I was like super lightheaded, and I was about to feel like I was gonna pass out. I'm like, why do I feel this way? I realized it's from inhaling that fucking nitroglycerin because wow. I I remember seeing an episode of MacGyver where he makes a bomb crushing nitroglycerin heart pills and mixes it with some sort of fluid. And he makes a bomb to blow up on a wall. I'm like, oh, it's nitroglycerin. There That's you go. Like, it must do something to you, or it was something totally different. I just thought about thought it was nitroglycerin and it wasn't at all. But I think there's nitro in that. That's powder. crazy. Yeah. How are we alive? Potato guns. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. yeah, I wonder. I mean, that's just that's part of like growing up, right? I feel like it's blowing stuff up. Less a part of growing up, though. You know what I mean? I feel like it's less. It feels like it, but I don't know because yeah. we're not kids anymore. We're not kids, and we don't have kids. Yeah, but I I would assume it is yeah. harder to to fuck around get, to an extent. Well, you can't play like I would leave, you know, the house and tell my parents, like, what are you going to do? I'm like, going to go over to Matt and Dan's and we're going to make a bomb and blow it up in the woods. And my parents would be like, OK, you know, whatever. Like, and I don't think a kid can say that anymore without, you know, getting reported. Oh, man. Kids these days, you know, 
This, the, the edge has been filed off life. We got nothing left. Bunch of bullshit. Bunch of fucking bullshit now. What kind of country are we if we're not letting our kids build bombs anymore? I know. At least we're making. At least we. America's making the best music. How always has. Best video games. Best video games. Uh, yeah. Plenty of video yeah, it's games. The best video games. Yeah. What games do you play? I play. I like uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, me too. Um, I played that. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to exchange we'll Xbox yeah. handles after this. And play a lot of Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, man. <laughs> Big Minecraft fan. That's... There's an Xbox Live Arcade game that's, I think, probably my favorite game ever. It's uh, Marble Blast Ultra. I haven't played that yet. I love it. It's, what it's, about Braid? Did you play Braid? You know, I'm not a big... I, I like. I respect Braid. Respect Braid, yeah. But I'm not a big side-scroller yeah. kind of guy. What about Bioshock? <laughs> I just, my wife loves that game. I just started playing Bioshock Infinite, and it's sort of one of those games where I love the game, but it's so pretty, it's hard to play. Really? So I feel like, oh, I'm looking at the artwork here, yeah. My wife likes to play that. She plays Borderlands a lot. She oh, likes Borderlands. She loves that Borderlands, game. Borderlands, if you not played Borderlands? I've played it. Per, I kind of, with the first-person per, uh, first person shooters, I really just keep playing the different Call of Duties. Yeah, me Because I just like playing. I don't like playing story mode on games. Okay. I like playing online with I people. I will say that Borderlands is probably the funniest video game ever made. Yeah. It has the best sound, the best voices. I'm sorry, I just heard my neighbors literally just say, I didn't drink that shit. <laughs> I just heard just now. I didn't drink that shit. Ugh. I love hearing little snippets like that. You should bring them in the podcast. Bring them in. Should guest. Should we podcast these motherfuckers? What Yo, didn't you drink? Up? You just got podcasted. Yeah. Tell us, what didn't you drink? What shit didn't you drink? Neighbor. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We should probably start to wind down here. Should we wind down? Really? Wow, that yeah. was fast. All right. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe we should take a quick break and then we'll make a decision. Okay. Quick break. It sounds like you're having a really great time listening to Twisting the Wind. Oh, yeah, I freaking love it. <laughs> well, in that case, we would love it if you would donate some of your treasure to us. Okay. No blood, just treasure, okay? Like, like some money. Yeah, that would be just great. That's going to allow us to keep making this show. Oh, yeah, I got when that. When I say us, I mean me and us and all of us together here, okay? Okay, 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 okay. <sighs> Time to play everybody's favorite Hollywood game. I heard that guy's a dick. Featuring special guest Trevor Moore. And we're back here. We just uh, took a little quick break. Just, you know, we're in Hollywood. We're not technically in Hollywood right now, but we're in California, which mm -hmm. is also known as Hollywood for the uninitiated. And, um... Trevor and I get to meet a lot of celebrities. You know, it's just part of the business. You know, you meet a lot of celebrities. Yep. And the thing about people always ask is like, so what's that? What's he like? You know, what's mm -hmm. David Boreanaz like? Yep. Or what's she like? I I, I heard, I heard he's a dick. You know. Um, yep. Or I heard she's really nice. And I I think we just want to uh, clear the air here and just you know talk a little shit about some people. Who, who we've heard are like. who yeah. we heard are dicks? Yeah, because I don't, you know, I meet some celebrities, but I hear about more of them than I yeah. meet. So it should only be celebrities we've never met. Yeah, but we've heard that are dicks. So who have you heard as a dick? Who have I heard as a dick? I've heard. I've heard Vince Vaughn's a dick. I heard Vince Vaughn's a dick. Huh? Yeah. So what did you hear he did? 
Um, I just heard that he's very much like the characters he plays. Okay, so sort of like just kind of a of dickishness, loud kind of take control of the room kind of dick. But then I've also heard other people say he's nice. Yeah, I've which happens a lot. You'll hear somebody's a dick, and then someone yeah, will also nice. be like, "Actually, that person's really nice." I heard that uh, Cameron Manheim is a total dick. Who's Cameron Manheim? She's that woman who's an overweight model for Lane Bryant. She was on that show, like. Some sort of TV show about like people who are in dramatic situations. She's a she's a big girl. Mm-hmm. She's like famous. And she's um, a dick. I heard that she ripped off the top of a Gatorade bottle and sprayed it into like a two year old's face at a Macy's on the weekend. This is a couple years ago. Really? She just took the Gatorade and just was like, "Yeah, you kiss my ass" or something like that to this two year old because it was like touching her wow. all over her face. So I heard she's a dick. Wow. That's pretty good. Any other dicks you've heard about? Um, I've heard that uh, Betty White is a dick. Betty White. What did she do? Well, I heard that Betty White actually gives a huge portion of her check to uh, her checks. Her like, checks. To her money. white supremacy groups. Oh, my God. Yeah. What, is that... Yeah. It's not just her hair. It's like a whole. No. That's a racial thing. Yeah. It's it's uh wow, yeah. So I've heard. Yeah, I've so heard. It's like a tithe, really. Like a tithe. Yeah. Jeez. I've heard, but I've heard it goes up to ninety five percent. Wow, that's incredible. Like she only keeps. She lives off very frugal. She lives off five percent of her income, and then ninety five percent of it goes to. Oh my God. White supremacy and uh and and uh charitable organizations that promote female circumcision around what the globe. A, what a dick. Yeah, Whoa. she's a big proponent of female circumcision. circumcision? Mm-hmm. I don't know you could be a proponent of that without being like an African warlord. Well, she's, she's yeah, she just kind of, she's always like trying to buy lobbyists okay. and trying to get some sort of bill, uh, you know, introduced into Congress that would God. make it uh, mandatory for uh, babies born in the United States to be female circumcised. Oh, wow. Um, all horrible. female babies, of course. That and, reminds me of something I heard about Toby Keith. You know, oh, really? The country singer? Yeah, Toby Keith, the uh, Yeah, the I famous... heard that he is a total dick. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine, like a friend of mine from Minnesota, like I've talked to him a long time, but um, not a friend, like a friend of a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. He met him in Montana at a show afterwards at like a Waffle House, and Toby Keith was like super nice, and he ordered a, an extra dinner. He's like, whatever that guy's having, double it. And they brought it, and he took that and put it on a tray and dumped it in his lap. Really? And said, suck my Davids. I don't know what that means. Wow. And also, I've, I've heard something that uh, he's a total dick because he like, donates to those African organizations that call that say faggots eat the poo-poo. Oh, yeah. yeah. They eat the poo-poo. Yeah, he the donates poo-poo. to that. Wow. Yeah. He's like all about... He tried to write a song called Faggots Eat the Poo-poo, but they... Um, and uh, he just couldn't... It's yeah, hard to rhyme. The record label wouldn't like it. So. Yeah. But he really th- believes that faggots eat the poo-poo. Wow. That's crazy. So I heard he's, yeah, I heard he's a dick. That's yeah. amazing. I yeah. heard that um, Sean William Scott Sean William Scott? Yeah, from oh, TV's... Um, TV's The Stifler? The Stifler. Uh-huh. I've heard that he actually is taking all his money. Right. You know, all of his American Pie yeah, money. super residual checks. Yeah. And he has a couple of Ukrainian scientists. Oh, my God. Year-round on staff. Former Russian Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That he has them uh, tasked with trying to create... A, a a true vacuum. Um, what does that mean? Well, you uh, you know the entire universe that we 
exists in right. is sort of a false vacuum. It's close okay. to a vacuum. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's not a real vacuum. And what he's trying to develop is a a, a, a true vacuum. A black hole. A, no, more than that. A true vacuum. Because uh, what a true vacuum would do, if anywhere in the universe a true vacuum existed, it would basically be like um, a hole in a balloon. It would just immediately... Uh, take over the whole thing and the whole universe would pop out of existence. Um, Where'd it go? It would just disappear because the, the a, a real true vacuum would exist in it and just expand infinitely and just everything would blink out of existence. And he's just doing it for shits and giggles. So what you're saying is he's a dick. He's a total he's dick. He's a total dick. Total dick. What a dick. Yeah. What a, that's such a dick move mm -hmm. to try to like take your American Pie earnings mm -hmm. and to fund a group that would literally unzip the universe. Yeah. Because there's no money in it. There's it's not no like money. it's an investment. Well, I mean, yeah. if there was, if there was money in it, what would you do with that money? Exactly. Like, it's what? not a bad guy. It's not, it's, he's, it's a bad guy plan that has nothing. There's no gain for him. He's think, just a dick. Do you think that maybe, because I heard that Emily Deschanel is a total dick. She's that woman on Bones. She's is she the mother of Zoe Deschanel? No, she's her sister. She's I heard sister. that that's actually Are, the mother. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that would be a dickish thing to yeah. hear. Mm -hmm. But I heard that she's such a fucking dick that she, she's good friends with SWS, Sean William Scott. Really? So maybe she's like a part and party to this unzipping thing because she um, has an atom smasher in her pussy. And really? She, and she is like, she has that thing. So if she ever gets fucked, it's, it's kaput, man. That's it's fascinating. It's basically dark matter in there. That's a crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy story. I mean, to hear. I just heard that. <laughs> yeah. She's a, I mean, I don't know. We don't know if any of this is true. No, but we don't it's know just, if it's true. But yeah. you know, but I mean, here's the thing. Why? Why would you not? Why would you? Why would it not be true? Who would make that up? Yeah. Who would be you like? You can't make this stuff why, up. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah. I and mean, this is Hollywood. This is like fates are made made and broke on the mm -hmm. backs of uh, reputation, mm -hmm. and CAA, William Morris Endeavor, uh, Gersh, mm -hmm. um, APA. Um, these are agencies. These are all agencies that top-tier Hollywood agencies have been ICM. around for millennia. Yeah, millennia. They, they just ICM. keep changing form. Like these the, are reptilian. Uh, these are reptilian fonts. These are mm -hmm. these are the the apex of the reptilian experience, and this is what they they view the world through. Mm -hmm. And so you can't possibly allow misinformation like that yeah. to besmirch their clients. The pyramids in Egypt. Um, I heard someone said that those were originally CAA. William Morris and ICM. Those ICM. were those. They, those were their buildings. And, and they, ICM is a. How big is it compared to the CIA and uh, WME? It's a little smaller, a little but smaller. they. But they're a little more hungry, and they actually kind of. I you know, you get it, a yeah. lot more personal one-on-one -on -one attention there. Got yeah. it. Yeah, I mean that's. I totally agree. I guess. Yeah. I mean that's probably what Endeavor was like before it got swallowed by the big fish. Mm -hmm. So. And that was supposed to be in the Sphinx. Yeah. Yep. All so many dicks, so little time. Hmm. Well, that was uh, I heard you. I heard that guy's a dick. Yeah, part that's, one. That's a good segment. Well, yeah, we'll we'll come back. We'll have you back on. We'll just we'll get some more. Maybe get some guest speakers to talk about other because you know we should just only, make it a show. Yeah, I only know so many tales about who's a dick. So. Yeah, and I and I haven't met any of these people. This is all just hearsay. Yeah, hearsay. Yeah. I haven't met him, any of them either. Don't know if it's true. Can't even meet him. Couldn't meet him. I mean, if I did meet him, I'd be like. That's less of a way to know because you're like, I just met this person, so I definitely don't would never know about them being a dick. Yeah. You're meeting because of course people. The thing that dicks do is that there's you know the the biggest trick you could pull when you're a dick is just to be super nice. Exactly. So when you exactly. meet people, so like some of the people who are just nice to every single person exactly. they meet. They do nothing but positive. But they guess in, what? they invest in like uh, stuff that will uh, help humanity. Exactly. And they're nice to every from the mm -hmm. morning they from the moment they wake up. 
to the moment they go to bed, they're, they're nice, toilet. you know, and they're just, they're, they're nice. They treat everyone as equals, mm-hmm. but, uh, they're, that's they're dicks. They're dicks. They're dicks. Total dicks. Yeah. Are the, ni- the nicest person, you know, that's the dick. Those are the ones I'm afraid of. Yeah. Like, Oh, oh what? man. What are you what hiding? Are you what are you doing over there? Huh? Mm-hmm. You're about to do, you're about to, about to piss in a baby's mouth while I'm not looking. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, you're not going to piss in a baby's mouth. Because that's your that's your you're facade. Shame. You're putting on this Reps facade. I would never piss in a baby's mouth. Then that's you're like, what's really going on there? Clinton, Bush, Obama. There you go. Just want to say that, dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard their dicks. I've heard their dicks. I've heard their dicks. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, thanks for having me. This was a lot yeah, of fun. This was fun. And the tea. Thanks for the tea. The tea we was watched, really good. We watched Nightfall. Yeah, it's gotten dark now. It's it started out. The sun was up. Now it's gone. I did. Talks with we have we palavered about multiple subjects in olden times. Everyone would be going to bed right now. It's true because everyone just went to sleep when it got dark. Right. No one even knew what happened about an hour after it got dark. They For did. all they knew, that's when monsters came out, like Minecraft. And I think they did come out. That's where all those stories come from. Have you ever heard about this? I have to say one more thing, I guess, mm-hmm. about how uh, in olden times, like when we were talking about, that people would wake up at like maybe not olden times, but like pre-electricity times, people would wake up. At like one in the morning after going to sleep at like, you know, eight mm-hmm. or nine, and they would uh, have like conversations and smoke cigarettes and maybe do some fucking for an hour or two and then go back to sleep and wake up at early times. Uh, that's pretty. That's it pretty was like a natural cool. Part of sleep cycle. I guess. I mean, so they go to bed at like eight. Yeah, wake up at like. They wake up one or two, and everyone's up and yeah. all kind of hanging out, having some low key times, smoking some cigarettes. So they just they they, just had, they compartment. They had two. They would two go to sleep, sleep twice. Two they're like sleep babies. Periods. Yeah. That's what babies. Maybe that's what babies want when they wake up because they're just so they're right. not. They're it's maybe that's a primal kind of very they deep down in the brain. They just want uh, they want some, they want to smoke. They want to talk. They want to do some fucking. That's what they're. That's what. <laughs> want to palaver and <laughs> that's dip. What, yeah. Well, Trevor, thanks for uh, thanks that, for having no. me. Um, listeners, thanks check, for having me, yeah. Trevor Rod on YouTube, Twitter, which is at Trevor Moore. No, it's um, I Trevor Moore. I Trevor like Moore, like iCarly. At I Trevor Moore. Mm-hmm. Get the album. Have links to it. Um, anything else you want to promote and sell? Because you're such a non-dick. Uh, no, I think that's it, man. Okay. I think I'm good. Um, maybe we'll just end with a sound. What sound would you like to end with? Oh, your choice. I'll follow your lead. Oh, like a like a um. Like a like a like a like a bobcat and then like a fart. Okay, you start. I'll follow you. <laughs> Bye. What's that beeping sound? Ah, it's part of the music. <laughs> fading, fading, fading. Welcome to musical section of Twisting Wind. Today I'm going to talk to you about a band called Clinic. See how I just really got right into it there? I didn't even like, didn't beat around even a little bit. Clinic, great, amazing band. You're hearing them right now in the background. They, um, they're a newer band. They've been around for a good 10 years now. Very consistent band from Liverpool, England. And uh, they perform wearing surgical masks, dressed up like clinicians, people who work in a clinic. And you could say it's a gimmick, right? You totally could. You can say anything is a gimmick though, right? Can't you? You say, oh, that's a gimmick. Yeah, it's fucking a uh, gimmick, bro. It's like a fucking gimmick band. Yeah. I'm only into like real, like super real music, bro. No gimmick for me. Yeah, I don't do gimmicks. 
Uh, that's like novelty shit. Okay, you can say that. And you just said it. If you were the person who I was just doing a voice of, you did just say that. But I don't think they are really, but also I don't really care. Something about this band, just the, the tone of them is very pleasant. They have a... They must be running everything through like a piece of like a like a really nice old couch maybe, like like the kind of couch where like you just can't throw it away, even if you did throw it away, like your friend would be like, wait, you're not you're throwing that couch away? Oh, I will take it, and you'll have that couch for the next fifteen years and so on and so forth until the couch just becomes like this sort of thing where no one knows where it came from because it's like a part of a, our eternal eternal reality, and such is the tone of Clinic in my opinion. Just a great tone, a good tone. Yeah, they're a little bit, they're a little bit adult contemporary. Yes, okay. So what? That's okay. They're a little bit <laughs> adult contemp. Sometimes it's nice to listen to something that's easy to listen to. I'm gonna say that out loud. That's a, that's a very like, whatever the, f- I don't give a fuck. There you go. I don't give a fuck. Sometimes I like to listen to stuff that's easy to listen to, and I consider Clinic to be my number one choice for easy listening. And I say that in the the best possible way. It's hard to make music that's easy to listen to. It really is. It's very difficult. I think so. It's hard to make music for me that's easy to listen to. Okay, Clinic. We're going to hear a song right now from their album Bubblegum, which came out in 2010. This is a a more recent album um, due to the date I just said. And I think they've really been pretty consistent with their output and doing some great albums. But this is a this is a, a more relaxed song from that album. It's called "I'm Aware." Enjoy it.
Wonderful bass playing. Wonderful bass playing. That was I'm Aware by Clinic from Bubblegum, their 2010 album, which I believe, like almost all of their records, is on uh, Philips record, Philips Philips record label. It's on, yeah, a British label called. <laughs> Uh, it's called that's on Domino Records so that's how you can get that one great album something about that song to me is kind of scary I find it very like spooky the sense like like someone telling you to be quiet while you're drowning or something you know or like I always would imagine uh, a slow motion car accident to that song like a guy who's even though he's gonna die or have all his arms ripped off in a car accident he's like looking right in the camera and is like I know this is happening Sort of like a moment of calm in what is a terribly frightening, hideous moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I think. So take that. Uh, this other song here now we're going to listen to is from their second album. Maybe their best. Maybe their most critically celebrated album. It's called Internal Wrangler. And this is another slow, smooth one. Clinic, don't get me confused because Clinic also does a lot of very fast, heavy, noisy songs that are great. I just, some reason, some reason I'm gravitated more toward some of their their smoother numbers. Okay, this is a song called Distortions, and this is off of Internal Wrangler. Okay, here it is.
sorry I harmonized at the end there. I kind of ruined it. Maybe maybe I ruined it. Did I ruin it? It's okay. If I ruined it, it's just send me a letter. That was Distortions from Clinic off their first album, Internal Wrangler, which is an incredible album through and through. Really great. Really just groundbreaking. I love that song. That's probably my favorite song off that album. Maybe one of my favorite songs there is of all time, which is why I'm spotlighting it here for you. It always makes me think about having surgery or something, especially for me. And I think I consider that song to be about a guy who's having his colon removed through a partial proctocolectomy, which is, um, you know, it's my personal interpretation as a person with uh, f- a former colliticer, now a pouchitis yeah, you know, because he wants the out not in him. He wants that bad, shitty colon out of him because it's doing a bad job. So he's singing that song as he's getting wheeled into the operation room. Or it could be about something totally different. But you know what? Charge your own course. Go to Red Lobster. Get the Surf and Torf, Surf and Torf which is underneath the Charge Your Own Course section of the menu, which is what my brother tends to get uh, 17 years ago when we had birthday dinner. So just letting you know about that. So Charge Your Own Course. Decide what the lyrics are for you. Because lyrics are just like anything else. You can decide what you want them to be, okay? I mean, sure, there's probably a right way. Maybe the way the person wrote it was like, well, actually, I wrote it this way. It meant to be about this and this and the chip shop and a poop a poop shoot and a, and a poop shoot. I just said poop shoot. God, get me out of here. Okay. I'm going to play one more track here from Clinic, most of it at least. This is from their second album, also an incredible album, uh, probably their most critically acclaimed, ecla- not acclaimed, critically acclaimed, which is different than, I don't know if you know about acclaim, it's like the difference between affect and effect, it's the same thing. So this is their critically acclaimed album, Walking With The, again it's on Domino Records, and this song is called Harmony. This is the first song on the album. I think this might be one of the most popular songs of the album. I'm not really sure. I'm so out of touch with stuff. I don't really remember what the charts were or what was what the kids were listening to on college radio back in the day. But this song, to me, conjures up a certain Carpenter vibe that's hard to do right. <laughs> Okay. 
He believes the trust in the free and all this good stuff. Harmony by Clinic. I would play more of it, but you know, I'm still. I gotta be worried of those fucking music lawyers. Those bitches. Those bitches. Harmony by Clinic. In case you didn't quite understand what band I was playing by now. Clinic. 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 From Walking With Thee, their second album, which came out in like 2000 and... Pff, I don't know. Whatever. You'll figure it out. Uh, all these are available to be purchased through Amazon. Go to our fucking website, feralaudio.com, and go to the show page. And it's all super easy to download the MP3s. If you just want to get the songs you heard, super easy. Just click them. But I suggest buying the album. I'm not kidding when I say that each of these songs is contained by an album with equal, if not greater, material, and it's worth buying it. Buy yourself some goddamn music, okay? Just get yourself some music. You got the money, get the music, do it for yourself. It's going to be good. It's going to be like a hot, live injection into your brain pan. It's going to drip down, like, you know when you, like, carry Jello and it didn't freeze all the way? Not freeze, but congeal. You know about this. The pan gets really cold because it's metal. Metal gets cold. And you spill it, and that's, cold. that's a deep cold there. It's like a burn, but it's cold. That. You get that in your brain, in that frontal cortex, you're going to be working with some uh, hot hot stuff there, okay? Thank you for listening to Twisting the Wind musical section, and I'm going to let you out now, okay? You can go. You can go. You make G. G may go. Fel may die. This is, a, this is actually kind of a bad outro song, isn't it? It's kind of like, what am I, letting our fucking, my church? The church of the celebration. Church of hot tubs. That would be a good church, huh? I'd go to that in a second, bro. Give me a hot tub in church. This church isn't so bad anyways. The incense makes it good, yeah. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.